Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the most uncensored, extravagant, extravagancy the human ears can behold. Please welcome your guide to the to the world of board shenanigans, the good Reverend Ryan Brewer and Cody James, as they bring you the most spectacular show in the world. The extraordinary grandeur of the on-demand audio experience is here for your listening pleasure. Every joke, every failed insult, every good insult, every serious topic discussed, every hard time given from one member to the other, every trope revisited. Soon you too shall hear ridiculous scenarios posed and day-to-day occurrences morph into something truly phenomenal. Tales that will excite you, amuse you, blow your mind. Board Shenanigans is, is here to offer something different, the alternative to your everyday audio experience. Board Shenanigans released every Monday to Tuesday, here to support you, so remember to support us. Are we really starting? <laughs> we are. <laughs> Two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another week of board shenanigans. As always, I'm joined by the venerable Reverend Ryan Brewer. I'd insult him, but I closed that page already. It was a good one, though, because it was from the Merchant of Venice. I was kind of proud of it, but you'll have to do your own research, because don't listen to us here at Board Shenanigans. Anyway, oh, on to Brewer now. <laughs> Yes, and I'm here with Cody James, the human embodiment of when you're about to get out of the shower and that cold water pools up in the shower curtain and falls and hits your foot. That's me. <laughs> it, it is you. I just said that. <laughs> and what you're gonna, what you're about to j- join us with is a is board shenanigans. W- is board shenanigans? Yes, but this is the it's a podcast. Nudes, uh, fast. God damn! What do we call the? I don't even know what our own show's called. Um. The Harry the Times holy on the shit, hard corner. we need content episode. That's yes. what it is. Well, let's put it this way. Are you hearing this episode uh, Wednesday morning? If you are, we just got done recording it, and I just released it as as is. Are you hearing this Wednesday night? I gave it like an hour's go over. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. You're also going to be joined not only by the venerable Reverend Ryan Brewer, but also the slightly inebriated Ryan Brewer. Because part of my job is apparently drinking beer after the job. And I've had two beers that were 10% alcohol and one that was 7. Man, I'm drinking so scotch now because fuck it. So you're at like 812% alcohol right now? Something like that. Though, oh. luckily I hold it quite well. As I've been told, I'm the most composed drunk person anyone's ever seen. He, he, Brewer definitely is the most composed drunk of all time. And if this is your first time joining us on board, shenanigans, we're sorry off the bat. <laughs> We're it. We're we're just gonna open up with an apology. We're sorry, but thanks. Come on in. Sit down. Grab a seat. Um, there there's chips on the coffee table. There there are. There's chips. Uh, uh, you I want a cold drink? Can... We got some cold beverage. We got some tea. We got some Kool Aid. Um, there might be a beer in the back of the fridge if you want I, it. I I just I just made a pot of coffee. So oh, yeah, if any yeah, of those things made... interest you? So the, um so yes. Brewer and I, Brewer and I decided that. And we would be morally remiss as podcasters we would. if we didn't if we didn't make if we we didn't talk about the year in review and our and what we believe will happen as 2015 marches onward. Now I know I was pretty disappointed that 2015 didn't have self drying jackets, didn't have DeLoreans that flew, didn't have hoverboards. And nobody, nobody dressed in ridiculous well, future. Well, we still regalia. have a year for this doll to happen. I mean, Cody. Well, I'm just saying, like, Back to the Future Two is getting really close to to its time. Well, it's uh, and, in March, March, March fifteenth, I believe. And it, don't quote me on this right now. It's it's gotta, it, things have got to pick up. Is is all I'm saying. What, which thing are you hoping for the most out of uh, out of uh, Back to the Future Two? I really like the self-drying jacket. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, as a man who really enjoys wearing hoodies, I, I I don't really usually wear rain jackets, so that would be amazing if they, if my hoodies would self-dry. Um, but I mean, can you really vote against hoverboard? I mean, haven't we all wanted to well, hoverboard we have that, at some point? Kind of. If, but it's like a hundred thousand dollars. Well, and it also works only if you have metal sidewalks, which really I'm kind of hoping for also. Actually, can I hope for the almanac? Is that a thing I can hope for? No, because then then we have to undo the future. 
Which, you know, no one ever actually answered that question. Is the future without Biff being rich the same? Like, what if what if this is the future without Biff being rich? Like, what if that's what spurred hoverboards and self-drying jackets, is rich Biff? That was actually my favorite of all of all the things that Back to the Future trilogy did, which I enjoyed a lot of. But that was my favorite one, was where Biff was just the biggest son of a bitch in the world. It's like he's pro-toxic waste and shit. I, I, I fucking love that. Like just there, there was no like. <laughs> I'm Ben von Evil Satan. I, I 100% thoroughly enjoyed that. I mean, because you know, I, I, I like my villains being you know easy to point out and, and obviously you know angry and bad. You know, like they want to fuck your mother and you know st- st- steal your your almanacs and um, bulldoze your house. What, what else did Biff hate? Um, well, he he hated making sense on his um, analogies, which is good. Well, what's wait? Like, <laughs> What, what's what, who says your analogies have to make any sense at all? Uh, exactly right. Because <laughs> here at Board Shenanigans, we support we support nonsensical analogies. They're, they're some of our favorite things in the world. I mean, hell, Doctor Phil's made an entire career out of them. <laughs> I don't think if if it's from bad analogies, it's just bad science and medicine. Okay, okay, so. Predictions into the new year, like like just just a few things. Um, if, if I'm, there well, was... I'm predicting, um, you know, instant pizza. Ooh, that's a good idea. Can can we have the can we have the the material replicator from Star Trek so we don't have to actually cook anymore? That'd be nice. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but you can predict that if you want. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what's 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 wrong with predicting predicting things that have no no chance at all? I mean, weathermen. Do... Weathermen do it every week, and nothing's ever even close accurate. That's right. I went right for the meteorological group. I I know, right? Fuck them, right? Them, their stormy showers, and their sunny days, and their other names of of weather repute. (laughs) Names of weather repute? What would you describe them as? Uh, (laughs) I... Honestly, I always kind of figured that like the weathermen have to have the most boring sorority or sorority fraternity on campus. Like they're the ones that they think they're cool enough to have a fraternity, but they're just fucking nerds with with to no end. Like, oh, I got Bartles and James. Who wants some? Or like, oh, remember that? Remember that night we stayed we stayed up late and went ch- and chased hurricane or you know, went and chased hurricanes or tornadoes. Like they think they're really cool, but nobody's that into them. Wait, that's not cool. I mean, have you, have you has somebody been hanging around at the meteorological? Well, I mean, fraternity? I mean, okay, let's put it this way. I mean, you know, you're like, are you are you saying that you're like you're not a badass if you put yourself, you know, ten feet from a hurricane from a from a from a tornado? Now you got me saying it. <laughs> you know, hurricane, tornado, twister, cyclone, no monsoon, whatever. <laughs> Whichever bad movie that came out in the nineties. Uh, Contact. <laughs> hey, Contact was good. We've had this conversation like four times. We have, and no, it hasn't gotten any better at all. Yeah, it has. It's it's Carl Sagan, and it's sci-fi based on science-ish. Uh, oh, there's gonna be a quantum leap something here. <laughs> it's just too. just like as it's just like quantum leap and and sliders. <laughs> Uh, so, so any any other like wild predictions you'd like to make for 2015? Um, I'm gonna predict that um, Lindsay Lohan's gonna die, and also Paul McCartney. Which, speaking of Paul McCartney and things I didn't at all talk about you pre-show, I I it's a you know what I predict? I predict the goddamn ads on YouTube when you pick a playlist. Will will be a thing of the past. We'll go back to old YouTube pre commercials. That's well, my news, prediction. Cody, we're there with AdBlocker Plus for your Google Chrome or other browser. I don't know what other browsers it works on. It blocks those ads. Not when you try and do it with a playlist. I, are you sure? Because it's well, always blocked every snu- ad for me. One snuck past the radar the other day. So I was sitting there and I was enjoy I was enjoying what I was watching. It was all like ho ho, fun laughs and things, and then. And then what happens? Bum, bum, bum. Paul McCartney comes on. And it is the most, like, anti-carnivore, anti like, PETA ad I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, and are you sure it was Angela Lansbury? It might have been. It was, it was. Because this is not a joke that works over a podcast. <laughs> it was all, it's all a mystery to me. But definitely murder was written by him or her. Because all it was was talking about how, how bad animals are treated and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? That's fine. I can ignore one of those ads of some particular ideology I don't believe in for like two minutes, three minutes. This was seriously a 30-minute movie 
on the ads. Like, maybe no, it wasn't an ad. Stop. Maybe it was just something that slipped into your playlist. What kind of things were maybe, you searching for? Well, you know, the normal, like chickens getting their beaks cut off and, you know, seeing seeing uh pigs Slower. packed into <laughs> pigs packed into really tiny yeah really what are you tiny your pork uh, with oh yeah let me tell you about packing pork there was definitely some sizzling bacon there oh but it was really funny because like the stupid ad played and it got i it get annoyed me so much that i purposely got up and got the rest got the rest of like the summer sausage that i had out of <laughs> out of my refrigerator just despite the ad mm. It's my favorite time about, you know, winter is summer sausage. Yeah, it is kind of funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah. We're, we're getting close to Seinfeld territory here. We better be careful. Yeah, I guess that is true. But, I mean, I just, it's sort of those things that I, yeah, I, I've definitely noticed, like, oh, the holidays are around. Get the summer sausage out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess you can't have, like, harvest sausage. Winter <laughs> sausage. Ladies out there, if you would like to harvest some sausage, um, I, I think we all see where we're going here. I'll, I'll spare you. I'm not even sincere about my own joke. Bored shenanigans! Not sincere about her own jokes! Since 2013! Yes, which I guess is along with a year in review. Some of you listeners might have noticed, realistically this is probably the second time it's happened, but it's going to continue, so, well, there you go. We have started a new thing here at Bored Shenanigans. Promos, or tell about the show bits at the beginning, or, um... Coming soon! Previews! Things in the works! Well, they're not really that. I mean, they're just, you know, you know, little bits at the beginning. There there was one in last week's, and there's going to be one in this episode. I think in which you talk about circuses. Oh, okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, were you not following this? What would you call those bits? Um... Trailers of I wanna, I wanna say infor- like chick- Would you like to know more? Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, would you Would you <laughs> like to know really what you're you down there's, but no, well, because there'd be a filter on them if there was. Yeah, Tra- whatever you want to call those things. trailers. I mean, we can I just mean, call them trailer. trailers, even though it's not doesn't follow anything. Yeah, I mean, cow teasers? catchers. There we go, cow catchers. Because hmm. they're at the front instead of the end. Yeah, I guess there's that. Yeah, um, brush guards. P- perhaps <laughs> headlights. Now I'm, now I'm just naming things that are on the front. <laughs> uh, nipples. Um. <laughs> Doorknobs. <laughs> Nose cones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome mats. I don't know. Yeah, some things. Whatever. Whatever you want to call them. Um. Better name pending. <laughs> We'll come up with one eventually. Who knows? Maybe us inventing a name for one will be one of them. Well, that's going to be there for forever now. Pretty much what we're getting at is we're trying to find a way for new listeners to kind of get a feel of what's going on. I think they're pretty self-explanatory. We re- we know that you're shocked like, oh, God, things are coming at me. In there, but that's, just don't panic when it comes Well, up. they probably weren't too shocked because they're used to me up front in the show. They're just like, why is he explaining the show to me? And I thought I figured we should explain why we're explaining. So now that you've heard two of them, we'll go explaining with that. our own explanations aboard shenanigans tradition. And you know we're gonna we're gonna try our damnedest to make sure they're a different one each week. So unless we have some favorites that that'll crop up when we forget to do one. I mean because we love you and we know you have your favorites too. That too. Yes, and also we love you. Seriously, that's, that's, you look nice that's today. Really, you especially smell nice you. Too. Have you? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, you know, I was really questioning that outfit you chose this morning, but, you know, after seeing it pulled together, you know, when you're going out the door, you looked amazing. You know, we know we know that some people don't notice when you get a new haircut, but we notice, and yeah. we love it. Yeah, and also, we, we love that you bought new underwear. We definitely love that you bought new underwear. I mean, there's nothing wrong with your old underwear, but I, I think this cut suits your body a lot more. No, no, nothing wrong with something black and silky, am I right? Jarrett? Yes, uh, Jarrett. Is he right about our listeners' underwear? Or your underwear? I'm really just implying that somebody that Jarrett knows, whether it's Jarrett himself, wears black silky underwear. Which, actually, you know what? You know, new rumor mill! Jarrett Shad wears black silky underwear whenever he plays the jazz. His underwear is as smooth as silky as as his guitar playing. (laughs) News from the front! (laughs) <laughs> the hum is marched forward, led by Jared Shad in his silky underwear. <laughs> There's gonna be two horns to two thaff for victory. <laughs> that, fla- that flag's already raised and ready to fly. 
Why, it used to be a schoolyard trick to run someone's underwear off the flagpole, but here at Bullet Shenanigans, we do have the respect with Jet. Majorious Jarrett's Majorious Underpants. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's really funny to me. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was a thing? If like somebody like that was like you know, well you know like how I'm known for like you know a fancy hat and sunglasses, and, and you're known for um some shit that I don't really an care extremely about. large penis, yes, uh, and uh, or probably more aptly, um, a pedophile beard and the ability to wear any pair of glasses and and look you know normal. <laughs> Which if you oh. didn't know that that is Cody's superpower by the way, people out there. You give him a pair of frames to place on his face, no matter how strange or obtuse they are, they will look completely regular on him. Now, I don't know if it's a superpower or a curse, really, because, yes, we have had him put on star and heart-shaped sunglasses and stuff, and it's still, he, he seems to be able to pull them off by putting them on. And, um, so I don't know really what it says about him or his it's, face or his or sunglasses it's, it's, in it's general. It's definitely, it's definitely a two, two-sided coin, because... Because those three-sided coins suck so bad. (laughs) Not as much as the six-sided ones. (laughs) But anyway, you walk into a place, especially like, you know, we walk into an optometrist's place, and then they're like, oh, try these on, and just come from miles around to see it, and, you know, you're you're there modeling glasses for days, but then also you're there modeling glasses for days. I don't think that would really work, Cody. Leave that joke to me. Yeah, I guess I really couldn't see straight in there. I was pretty nearsighted on that. There was not a lot of farsight going on. Oh. I should have bifocused on something better. <laughs> Are you done monocling about this? <laughs> Damn it, I missed that one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> because you hit something that I was going to go for. <laughs> oh. you, gi- you giant E over there. Oh, I don't know that I got any more. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, something about drops that go in your eyes that make everything really bright. Twenty twenty. The, the news? <laughs> sure. Huh. Um, but what we were getting at is, could you imagine if that was what somebody was known for? Was their was their fantastic underpants? I don't know if that's important anymore, but I felt that I needed to put that button on there. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> or don't be leave, really confusing to people. Yeah, don't leave your fly down on that joke. No, no. Though the idea of buttoned underpants sound really un- unpleasant to me. I agree. I, I, so, I mean, I am aware that's probably most likely a thing, but. So while whilst Brewer and I were talking about doing the episode, we uh we were looking through our Skype archives trying to like get oh make sure that we hit some stuff, you know, before you know, just kinda clean up, tidy up or whatever. Well yeah. <laughs> we don't know what some of these are at all. Like there's no context for them. We we really don't know what this means. So join us, our friends, as we try and decipher our own code from Skype and see see what topics you know we have in the old chest here. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, one of, one of them was Brewer's Rumpology Minute. Which took me a while to figure out, but I think I got it figured out. Um, <laughs> now, listeners, when you hear the term Rumpology, what do you think? Do you think of, like, you know, the, the, how Sir Mix-a-Lot was, was knighted? Do you, <laughs> do you think of, you know, the study of twerking? Um, what, what about, you know... The, the process of tricking, you know, ladies into spinning gold, golden thread for you. Do you think of these things? Do you? <laughs> Cody, what do you think of? I, th- I think of some kind of, like, 50s dance, or maybe, like, you know, if it's not if it's not a rhombus, it might be rumpology. I'm not sure. Uh, it's some sort of geometric shape? Something like that, yes. <laughs> rumpology, it's a, it, it, it's a little-known species of aliens that has visited our planets. They come from Uranus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rumpology, oh. the study of, of Uranus's moons. <laughs> oh, butt jokes. I know, right? Well... It's even shittier than that, <laughs> because rumpology is well. You know, now you may or may not have noticed this on the facey space, because I did. I did remind everyone there, but I felt I should remind you here because, because well, because the facey space is stupid, and not all of our listeners slash viewers slash likers or whatever you call call people that do things with us. That in the world just has to know. There, yeah, that yeah. Realistically, um, I'm going to remind you here too. Some people read palms, but that's only for the novices. Because if you're a true um, psychic that reads palms, I don't know what that's called. 
A palmologist? No, soothsayer. They well, they they say you're soothsayer. I think that has something to do with. Is, that's is not that it. Than, is that different than like a soothsayer that reads nursery rhymes to someone that's asleep? It yes, yes, it is quite different oh, because okay. they wear giant hats and, and eat strange breakfast foods. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which you know, I always assume that the ham was regular colored in that because it's green eggs and ham. It's not green eggs and green ham. Anywho, no rumpology because that's what we're getting at. <laughs> which is also not the study of any sort of uh, pork product, is you read people's futures and past and, and, and you know prove that you know them through their past by reading the lines, wrinkles, and moles on your buttocks, your, 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 your ass, your, your posterior, your, your, your hindquarters, your, 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 um... Uh, gluteus maximus? Yes, your gluteus maximus, your... <laughs> Your 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 sitting cushion, your your <laughs> your your much back. <laughs> the junk that's in your trunk? Yes. The donk the, donk, that shit. Yes. You're fanny if you're in America. <laughs> so you just you just drop in you walk in, drop trowel, moon somebody and they can tell you if you're gonna have a prosperous life. You know, because some people believe in astrology. Well, this is kind of like that. It's, you know, based on the position astrology, of the moon. Astrology, yeah. Astrology. Yeah, it's, it's, it's based on the position of the moon. Um, <laughs> and you're like, well, somebody... There's actually a quite prominent person that's a somebody. That's the, the head, the, the, the leader, or trailer, if you prefer. <laughs> She's at the top of bottoms, I guess is what I'm getting at. Well... We, we all know, you know, classic, cheesy, 70s and 80s movie action star Sylvester Stallone, right? I believe he's also, like, a cop somewhere. For, for real. I think he's His... still actually a cheesy action movie star. Didn't he just have a cheesy action movie come out? Well, I guess that's true, yeah. Well... His mother... Because, you know, being a cheesy action movie star just means you're a cheesy action movie star for life. I mean, I think <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's still making movies, so... Well, his mother, Sylvester Stallone, Mrs. Stallone, um, I don't know, Emily Stallone... <laughs> sure. <laughs> Emily might be slightly too new of a name for her, huh? <laughs> Edith Stallone? Perfect. <laughs> Marjorie Stallone? Because Emily Stallone sounds like someone I would date. Um... <laughs> I like Marjorie. That's funny. Sorry, Marjorie. We'll go with Marjorie. Marjorie, so I mean, we can easily look this up, but we don't care that much. All you need to know is Sylvester Stallone's mom. Anywho, that Marjorie Stallone will read your buttock. Now, I'm trying to envision how she be how she became aware of her, of this talent, if we must call it that. Which, by the way, well, I, I'm sure you know. Never mind. I feel she had to be sitting there, right? You know, making you know little little Sylvester, you know, his ham sandwich, right, and macaroni and cheese, and realize she's sitting there and goes, "You know what? I really like butts. Is there any way I could cash in on butts? Because I sure love butts. I love looking at butts. Love touching butts. I love stroking butts. Love smelling butts." <laughs> Butts of all sizes just get me in a mood. And and then it dawns on her. You know what? I'm just going to tell people I'll read their butt fortune. Now, I mean, I can tell you a lot about your butt fortune based on what you ate that day in general. But, but, but speaking of these butts. <laughs> now, you can just email her a picture of your butt and she can tell you. But she says... That the best way to find out about your future and and tell and and prove her s s butt psychicness is is to physically see your butt in person and be able to <laughs> to inspect it up close and personal. Well, it seems I bet you somebody officially has the most embarrassing parent of all time at Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking that's a thing. Like that's strange and. If you're curious, your your left butt cheek is your past, and your right butt cheek is your future. That that's well, of course. That that's that's the the, the difference there. Apparently, it's better to have um. Uh, apparently, it's better to be little around the middle, but have much back because Mrs. Stone likes them brown, thick, and juicy. And when she finds that juicy double, Mrs. Stone's in trouble because she's begging for a piece of that bubble. So whenever you uh, present your ass to her, does she tell you to shake it, shake it, shake that healthy butt? <laughs> well, you got. I mean, what you do is you you know, you drop your pants, and then she gets in gets in her position, 
you know, her, her psychic position and just says, back that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> and now drop it. Drop it. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> oh, sweet lord. <laughs> but yes, apparently um, having having a having a flat butt is bad for your future, but having a round butt is good. Couldn't that basically have been well known to all the whatever? I don't know actually. Well, I mean, what would you prefer in a butt? Uh, one that cushions me when I sit. Well, I, I guess there's that. I guess low maintenance. I mean, I kind of feel like the less I think about it, like, you know, it's... it's the less you know about your butt, the better. Yeah, ignorance might be bliss in that sort of situation. Yeah, and could you imagine somebody staring that intently at, at your hindquarters? <laughs> no, nor could I imagine staring intently at someone else's. Although, I mean, <laughs> part of me does wonder, though, if, you know, because I know whenever you read somebody's palms, it's all about, like, the lines and cracks in your hand... Is there a big crack in the middle? She reads too. Is that part of it? I don't know. Well, that's that's a separate thing, you know. That that's <laughs> that, that that's a proctologist, not to be confused with a rumpologist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like the difference between an astronomer and an astrologer. Oh, all right. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are two moles on the same cheek, but you know, one one's a lot different than the other. One jiggles in a different direction. Uh, yes. Well, all right. One mystery solved. Yeah. So there you go. That that's that's rumpology. And I mean, not- and if you are for whatever reason interested in this service, I mean, even just for you know the, the pure you know joy of have letting you <laughs> of, of putting to, to use you know that scan of your butt that you did at the office the last week. And you're like, you know what? I mean, I just did scan my ass. I mean, I might as well you know not just leave it here for somebody else. I might that as well would be wasteful. Yeah, yeah, that'd be wasteful. If you want to get in contact with her, um, the number is one nine hundred Mixalot. Oh! If you would just like to kick those nasty thoughts, which, as a really side note, I am very surprised about the fact that I know about eighty percent of the lyrics to "Baby Got Back." I, I'm really not because haven't just just not even with the show hasn't ninety percent of our friendship been like based quoting... on Sir Mixalot? Well, that too, yes, but. Really, haven't we just quoted cheesy 80s songs at each other? Like, oh, this is funny, and we'll just quote songs at each other? I feel like that's a good portion of our dialogue. It it could be. I mean, I don't know how many times we've safety danced each other, or... or, I mean, yeah, I I mean, some friends just prefer to hit it and quit it, but I like to stay and play. Or the other one is actually really funny. This doesn't even apply, but I don't care. So, and we may have told this story on the show once, but, you know, year in review. One time Brewer was messing around with Microsoft Speaks, and he put and he put the freaking Stairway to Heaven on it. And, Jesus <laughs> Christ, is it funny. If you have a chance to put the lyrics to Stairway to Heaven on Microsoft Sam Speaks, you should really do it, because it's goddamn funny. <laughs> I can't... Ooh. Ooh, it makes me wonder. Ooh, ooh, it really makes me wonder. I, I can't hear that song without hearing that. It's like hearing William Shatner cover a song. And do it, like, Rocket Man, like, Elton John's Rocket Man, like, it, it's all about Shatner's. And, like, that's what I, that's when I think that song, that's what I think. That's the way I think, I think of Stairway to Heaven now, so. Because <laughs> it's so matter-of-fact went through that. Like, oh, obviously, I mean, it sounds like Stephen Hawking is telling me this. It must be true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how many times did we all listen to Safety Dance? I know you had the play count at one point. What was the final? Oh, the I mean, I know t- one day, yeah, me and Jarrett were, were stuck stuck at a poker night one night. And we're like, because it was down to us and we had to know a victor. And um, the way I described it was we listened to Safety Dance till, till uh, 1 a.m. twice. Because it was on uh, when you're setting your clocks, clocks back. So I guess we listened to it for an hour. <laughs> And it really bleeds together at that point. I know you had a play count of it once. Jesus Christ. It was yeah. it was like in the high thousands of just that we'd listen. Yeah, because yeah, he had like the, the one, old spe- yeah, like the the old, one uh, specific track you you like was your counter track. Yeah, because the old, um, I mean, I don't know if it does it on the new one or not, but the old um, Windows uh, media player, that was an option for a thing was how many times you played it all the way through and, and to, to have as a label on there. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I want to know how many times I played a song all the, all the way through. Yeah, of course I did. Who doesn't? I bet you're all sitting there thinking, like, is that would be nice to know. And yeah, it was it was definitely high hundreds because we're like, well, it's party time. 
Nothing says a party like men without hat. I mean, exactly. I mean, we can dance if we want to. And we can leave our friends behind. Because, you know, if our friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, well, I mean... <laughs> They're no friends of mine. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> Which, I know we've said this before. If you have never seen the video to that song, go watch the video to that song. It's amazing. And, and speaking of that, um, at, at uh, our New Year's party, which was actually on the 3rd, I think, uh, me and Ernie forced everybody almost at gunpoint to watch the uh, the Turn Down For What video. <laughs> did, he, did he show that to you, or did you show that to him? Um, you told me about it. Right, yeah, I didn't know if I was the one that started this or not. I didn't want to Well, think. Well, um, what happened was, because, you know, when you told me about it, you're like, yeah, the audio's not important, just watch the video to this. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. And so I'm just sitting there, there actually, I could, if it really must be, I could, I might try to, to section in right about here, where you, my reaction to it, <laughs> whether or not it's interesting to listen to it or not, I don't know, but... I'm sure that's a good question about our entire show. Well, one day me and Ernie were, were out running around doing shit, and we're talking, he's like, okay, there's this video, right? And I'm like, did you need to see it? And I'm like, oh yeah, I got one too. And we're, we're both describing a video to each other, and we realize we're describing the same one. Because <laughs> I didn't know the song, and he's just trying to, I'm like, yes, I have seen this thing. What the fuck? Because I, I believe as I described it to him was, it's, it's like a deleted scene from Kung Pao. <laughs> Watch Kung Pao, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you've seen the deleted scene, in which, in the deleted scene, he beats people up with his penis to the song Little Willie Won't Go Home. That's the only way I could possibly describe this, is um, he humps everything into submission. Or something. <laughs> uh, uh, imagine if Jeremy was a bro. I guess could be another way to put it. It's 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 what happens whenever Viagra goes very very wrong. Yeah. So if you just want to see just the most ingenious music video that's very disturbing to a song that's kind of meh if you're not into that kind of thing. Um, it, it really isn't particularly that lyrically or or musically exciting, but it's very generic. I don't know. The video I, is I, the best part about the song yeah, by yeah, far. Yeah. It was so amazing. It, it It's so amazing as far as just like, wow, that's an ingenious way to take this. I don't know what I'm watching, why I'm watching it, and I feel incredibly wrong about seeing it all. And feel it's probably multiple forms of rape and hate crime were performed during it. <laughs> Whatever's happening in this video cannot be legal anywhere at any time. No, no, I mean the destruction of property. Oh, God, is it is it amazing and, and strange. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, I think we've all seen the memes that. based. I mean, we've all seen the memes based on the song. You know, what do you turn? You know, just, I turn down for what meme things, which I think are also way better than the the song. But go see this video. It's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. So did you get like? Did you manage to confuse a room full of people all at we once? We did. Cause we're, cause yeah, cause you know. As parties go, things were being pulled up on the thing. Actually, I think we might have just said, we, me and Ernie might have kind of, ham, you know, as an aside, brought it up in a conversation. We're like, we should watch this video. We're like, yeah, yeah. Hey, Brent, search for, you know, turn down for what? Like, music video. And he's like, what? No, oh, just see it, man. No, it's going to be horrible and you're going to love it. It's going to be bad. And, and yeah, everyone's just looking and like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> oh, it was great in all the worst ways and bad in all the right ones. <laughs> Just like board shenanigans. I guess what's going on Twitter? One of the other one of the other ones I uh, really enjoyed was <clears throat> just pussy up and do it. <laughs> Which I'm a big oh creepy in the best way, sexy in the worst. Ah, that was one of them, yeah. Which I think was also said in the middle of an episode, too. Oh, God. What did, you just, what did you just say? I totally forgot already. Um, bad in all the bad in all the right ways, good in all the worst or something. All the right. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Maybe you should wait till the episode releases and just copy what I said the first time. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be the same if, I, if we had any sort of preparation whatsoever. Hmm. You can say swaggy again if you want. <laughs> Yeah, that happened this year. <laughs> and by God, did it. Um, what what else is what else has been excited? As Cody was alluding to when he was confused about what I was saying previously, <laughs> we got some new things in the work, and this time it's actually going to happen for sure. A lot like us finally telling you what we're trying to tell you, which is going to be so vague, we're really not telling you anything, anyways. So, kids, 
gather round. Get ready. Get ready for a real quick behind behind the microphone, uh, beyond the record button moment here. So yes. there's there's a lot sure. of shit we're working on in the background. We've got several pretty good sized projects coming up. We've been trying with great incredulity to get them going quicker and better. And I know that I know that several of you are aware to some level of different things we've got going on. I know I crowdsourced a whole lot of information, and I assure you that's coming. There's there's other stuff. You know, we got a few other people involved in things. We've got two or three really special episodes coming up, and we're working on them. We have times kind of eating us a little bit, but anyway, they're coming. Trust us, and we're really excited for them. But and, and it, there's that, and there's also. That, that you've heard about, and then there's another thing that none of you have really heard anything about that's also not related to any of that other stuff that's going to be more, um, more scripted might be a way to put it. Brewer and I have been working, we've, we've got kind of our little secret project. We've been playing it real close to the chest, we hadn't really advertised it much. Oh, we but, should come up with a code name for it. So, Project Falcon is coming. Oh, is that's com- lame and has been used many times. You have to come up with something better. <laughs> okay. Like like the um, the Shim Initiative. Okay, so the Shim Initiative Alpha <laughs> is cut co- is coming. Shim Initiative Alpha is something that Brewer and I have like we've concocted, we've worked on it. It's it, yes, it's going to be scripted, but we're this is legitimately the most excited I think we both have been about a project we have cooking backstage in a long time. And now this project is actually really just kind of a the preparation for an even larger project. It's it's you know the test run if you will. You know, it's it's the the alpha of it. And don't you worry, you know us. Whenever we have something coming, we'll tell you about it and tell you about it and tell you about it. Yeah. So maybe stay tuned in like I don't know 2 weeks for like a slightly more in-depth in- information about it. But we we've got we this this one I'm legitimately super excited about so we've got a lot of stuff coming up we're and should, should we should we or could we say maybe it's a board shenanigans spinoff that might Is not that be too much information that might be the bet well i mean we just told them i think they know now well, i mean i can still remove this <laughs> but will you <laughs> i mean we're not carving our podcast in stone and mailing it to people <laughs> um and then other kind of cool stuff that i've been doing is i've uh in order to sort of grow our brand a little bit, I've been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, con- contacting other podcasts, getting a hold of other content generators, in order to kind of cross-branch with some stuff. Now, hopefully, this means that we'll have some pretty exciting interviews and interesting stuff of that nature coming up on the boy- on the BS proper. So, we've got and a lot... And if lo- you would like to do something to help us out, you know... Why don't every time you see something or an episode or something, why don't you just, you know, click that there like button on the facey space or maybe go leave us a, a review on something or follow us on the on the twit box. Which, which that, that, you know, that. because if you just put a little bit of effort out there, you know, we'll put out even more. Which that, you know, we're not we're not we, we love we love our listeners. Love them. But and we're not we, in love with and, them. And we desperately appreciate all all y'all downloading it you know all that stuff you know we would eat like two cans of soup right now no shower no shower required oh yeah because we like our we like our like, like we wouldn't even put a bib on for you i mean it'd be all natural right right i mean we're, we're way too hungry for bibs yeah yeah we i mean it would because we like the feeling of it you know we, we you know i mean we'll, we'll just try to pull our, our our spoons out a little early in case something horrible happens so, but if it does, we'll give you a day after bowl. <laughs> we'll give you a day after bowl. So, the, so we've got we've got a lot of stuff coming up, and we're I, I'm trying very hard to get some other just interesting content for y'all. Like, I, I I can honestly say this is the best foot forward we've put. So just hang with us. I know it's been a little rough lately because. Our, both of our schedules have been terrible, but we're gonna talk about that behind the record button. But without you guys, um, may, maybe Borchnagans might be removing its uh, release date. We'll find out about that. <laughs> but don't worry, you'll hear about it at the beginning of an episode. <laughs> so really, it all just comes down to keep tuning in. If you dig us, tell your friends about us, and more bigger, badder board shenanigans things will be coming your way. Yes, and imagine this, like, our recording schedule will get even better if you tell enough people where we're getting money from this. <laughs> if we can support our entire lives based on podcasting and podcasting alone, um, <laughs> we'll do an episode a day. <laughs> 
Yes, and just that... saying, guys. <laughs> we'll oh. keep you entertained if you keep us fed. You keep us in soup, we'll keep you in soup eating. There's also, your slogan for the for something. Also, uh, I'd like a unicorn, please. What would you do with a unicorn, Cody? What wouldn't you do with a unicorn? No, I no, mean, really. What would you do with a unicorn, Cody? Um, well, I think that I, mean, I put would put it in a petting zoo. Go on Leno with it. God no! I would I would ride that motherfucker through town with nothing but your hair covering your nipples. Well, see, you you say it that way, but what would what it would really would what it really would be would be something along this along the lines of this: like you see a figure in the distance approaching you. It's it's a it's a majestic white beast on top of another majestic white beast. Why you realize it's a mythic fabled unicorn. And on top of it is, is Cody, the sexiest podcaster alive. The wind is blowing, is blowing through his onyx hair, and as his eyes meet yours, you find your legs trembling, mostly at the fact that how awesome his unicorn is, and how awesome his other unicorn is. You, any, anybody with the ability to ride such a legendary creature could, could only lead you into orgasmic bliss and intellectual ecstasy. Yes, that's exactly what would happen if I were to ride my unicorn through town, leaving pool pools of all sort of reproductive juice and brain matter all over town. <laughs> He's also the man that writes a C with his blade, the C that stands for Cody. <laughs> <laughs> well, my unicorn would do that for me since he has a blade on his head. <laughs> no, I thought he was just horny. <laughs> Wouldn't you be afraid that a unicorn would just try to fuck you all the time? No, wouldn't that just be really funny if you're like, like, you know, all the Lisa Frank pictures and shit that everybody had? It's like, man, that unicorn's got a big horn. Oh, it's the morning. He just woke up. It'll, it'll, it'll get smaller. <laughs> it's like a, a floppy horn unicorn just walking around, and then you just see, and then like another unicorn walks by and it just gets really big. Oh, that's funny to me. What do, what do lady unicorns then have in this I would, situation? I, I would just imagine they have, I don't know, unigina on their head? Like, it's just a gaping hole that opens? I, I'm, I'm sure you just grossed out every lady talking and, like, my vagina isn't a gaping hole! <laughs> I, I apologize, our lady <laughs> listeners, for Cody's insensitivity about women. <laughs> If you would like to write complaint mail, send it to send it care of Cody James at um, boardshenanigans at gmail dot com. Well, how would you how would you describe a unicorn's head pussy? Please d- tell me why. Very easily, in fact, I would describe it as a delicate blossom sprouting forth from its forehead. Because if you compare, you know, a horn, you know, a unicorn's, you know, spirally ornate horn to a regular, you know, penis, they are obviously, you know, very, you know, not compared at all, in fact, other than they're just their stiffness and size. Um, <laughs> they're, both very, they're both very horny. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it'd be some sort of, like, uh, the blossom that would open up and, and, and spread forth its its um, delightful scents and nectars. And rain and rainbows would come out of it, and exactly, and comets rainbows and st- would be coming out of everything, Cody. <laughs> and twinkly Cause, stars. Because rainbows would... are just unicorn cum. Well, you know, there's a certain percentage of lady unicorns that that are known as they they produce they produce raindroppers. <laughs> it's kind of like squirters. That's what I'm trying to get at. Doers. <laughs> That's so funny. Like somebody not initiated to it sees this, this unicorn spewing rainbows out of its head, and they're like, "Oh, isn't that majestic?" And it's like, "No, it's awfully pornographic." Which, which have you ever read any any of the uh, like? Probably post, not. Posts that people put up about how like squirting. They want to like, fuck squ- unicorns. Like squirt. Well, that too. But also, oh, I really thought that's where you were going with it. <laughs> I'll let you continue then and stop cutting you off. <laughs> no, like how squirting's not possible. Like they'll put things up like how it's like doesn't work and it's not possible at all. Um, no, I don't think I've ever read any of those. Oh, they're worse. Because I, I try to stay. Because I, I, I choose to believe. <laughs> that's, that's that's my position. <laughs> well, I've seen it enough times, right? I mean, 
you feel the wind, don't you? It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. Well, I've seen it. I've seen many documentaries about it. De- definite hard-hitting It's one of my favorite documentaries. <laughs> oh. What are we talking about? I, I don't know. Should we stop? Do we ever? This is getting the ultra-explicit tag, I think. But if you are a lady that's a squirter and you would like to come on on board shenanigans and talk about it, we're more than happy like to, to let you. like to come on board shenanigans? Yes. And also be on the show with us. <laughs> Which, I guess since we're hawking our We're turning into Howard Stern at this point, Cody. Yeah, yes, I'm realizing that. We, we... <laughs> and by me mentioning that, that lets you all know that this is 70% a joke. But as we've also stated before, we are down for talking to anybody that's into anything or other knowledge that we do not have. So... So really, it's only 50% a joke. Oh, uh, other thing, actually. Yes, please get us off this <laughs> before we get in trouble. <laughs> other thing that, that, uh, came to my, came to my attention that I, uh, sorry to send you the link and we might put the link up in the, in the interest, but probably not. You'll find out. <laughs> There's the literal crazy taxi that exists in Russia. This came to my attention, and I I promote this idea. Like, I know there's excess military stuff. I think private citizens should do more of this. What someone has done is they've taken an armored personnel carrier and turned it into a taxi in Russia. And for, like, 10,000 rubles, you can... So ri- 20 bucks. Pretty much. You can that's you can go ride in an, in an APC from destination to destination. How I much think, lira is that? I don't know. Pro- probably, like... I was trying to think of another one, and I can't. I almost said mana, but that's the completely the wrong Krona? thing. Well, I was going to say, but I mean, like, I was like, well, Final Fantasy uses gold. So. Well, it's Gil, so I guess you could say Gil. Oh, I guess that's true, too. Yeah, so. but. <laughs> but, Anywho. Yeah, like, I think this is a this is an amazing idea, and I think more people should do this. Like, and not even, and I'm just, you know what, not even with APCs. Like, you know what, I think that could be an entire taxi service. Like, Twisted Metal Taxi Service. Oh. Where, you with me on this? Where well, you could just, it be Vigilante 8? Because I preferred it over Twisted Okay, Metal. fine. Vigilante 8 <laughs> Taxi Service. Where you just take crazy ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I'm ve- in. Crazy ridiculous vehicles and go nuts with it. I mean, it's basically the same thing as Twisted Metal, but whatever. No, no, it's different. There's it's kind of a storyline to it. Okay, okay, okay. Explain to people the difference between Vigilante 8 and Twisted Metal, please. Well, Vigilante 8 ha- has the cool ability to be to be um, abbreviated as V8, which is related to cars, apparently. Um, and and, and it, it, it deals with time travel and convoys, trucks. And, um, good guys turning bad, bad guys turning good. You know, the great parts. Of, there's an El Camino knockoff with, with guns on it, which has never informed anything I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> and, um, uh, as you're driving around, you can pick up items that make your car fly or do better on the snow or float. Um, actually, you pick up all your weapons by driving around, where I think on Twisted Metal they're bolted on, like, from the beginning, right? I believe so. So, 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 so it's more. So you're constantly, you know, you know, you know, taking scrap and upgrading your vehicle as you're driving. So it promotes recycling. You're engineering on the fly. <laughs> so in other words, it's just a shooting game, but with with cars. It's so, just Goldeneye, but with cars. So just imagine like Mario Kart, but you know. No, no, but cooler. Because there's no racing. Which have you ever really been a Mario Kart fan? I know I never really have cared. Like it's there's no, like 40, I mean, I never really cared. There's like no, forty thousand of them. Yeah, no, I never really cared. Well, didn't they make, like, Star Wars Vigilante 8s, too? Where it was, like, the same game, but with Star Wars stuff? No, oh, I mean, I'm sure that's a thing. Just kind of like how it's, you know... There, there were a lot more Twisted Metals. There was only two Vigilante 8s. Which, the, the cool trick there was, you know, you could... It, once you loaded the game with one of them, take it out and put the disc in from the other one, and get, like, the cars from one on the, on the levels from the other one, or vice versa. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> and I loved the Luxo Flux logo. It'd be a different crazy saying underneath it every time. It'd be a different strange slogan underneath it every time. And, and that's that, never influenced that's anything never, I've ever done. Yeah, no, that's never influenced you in any way. No, 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 not. I even, man, I've even thought about that till I just said that. Man, I still remember the name of that. This is just going to be Vigilante 8 Remembrance Cast. Because I loved that game. I played the shit out of that game. <laughs> I know you... I, God, I remember, like, the first conversation he had. Like, like, I, I remember this distinctly, actually. We were, like, sitting <laughs> the around The first time bullsh- I talked about it? Like, we were sitting around <laughs> bullshit, and he was like, you know, da, 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 Vigilante 8, and I was, like, I was like, I don't think I know what that is. And then you're, like, your eyes were like, what do you mean? 
and I think you had it emulated on your computer, but you may have had the disc. No, I probably just ran right over and got it, because I keep a copy of it next to my TV. I haven't played it in a long time, but I like knowing it's sitting there. And, like, you're like, you're like, play this, with, like, such, like, you know, such Here it is right there. gravity in your voice. Like, play this. And then we played that fucking game. God, we played that forever. So, it's a great game. It's, no, it was. It was fun. It was really fun. Yeah, like in the second one, you know, there's some of the levels have special little hidden features. Like there's the asteroid one, where you, the meteor crater one, where if you destroy the, the the building, a meteor lands. If you blow up the meteor, a giant hat comes out of it and attacks everybody. <laughs> My case to the game is so cracked and beat up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. Is there any other like I know you've got a few, but do you have any other like that that you just like super hold close to your heart like that? Um, hmm. I mean, is XCOM up there with it, or is that not? XCOM is. There was one called Hogs of War that was a great game. It was um, it's exactly what it sounds like. In fact, in the name, it was a turn-based game where you got like five sold about about five soldiers. I think there's depending on your map size, there might have been more or less. And you had so many like um, units of time in which you could move your, your your guy around, you know, take it, do a shot or whatever, you know, and you aim at your target and shoot. But by I mean literally what it is is your soldiers were pigs, so it was literally hogs of war, and it was um, I felt amazingly well thought out as far as you know you're moving around. The goal is to destroy the other enemy's pig soldiers, and you know there's different classes like there was like you know the engineer he could and like have TNT and stuff. You know there was a paratrooper one that you could get where you know you could, you could do a para drop in to different locations and stuff. That was his special thing. There was a medic that could heal them and stuff like that, and had you know some other stuff. And uh, it was it was. Uh, Ah, so you had different classes, then you'd build like the best team you thought you could build and go against each other, and it's a great game. There was uh, one real similar to that called Worms, where it was like turn-based worms that fought each other. That was uh, that was pretty that was pretty awesome. I know one of the ones like I I actually just found an emulator of it the other day. It was a uh, like the NBA Jam Tournament Edition for Sega Genesis. Holy Jesus Christ, did I play that game a lot! And it was like two-on-two basketball, and it was so over-the-top and ridiculous, and it was, you know, I was like, oh, man, this is the greatest thing ever. And then, like, actually to the point where I got, when they they made a new NBA Jam for the Wii, I got it just because it was like, oh, hey, it's kind of like the same thing, and oh, hey, what, like, the old one was so much better to me that I didn't even care. Yeah, I think those are probably the two games I can think of right away that are... I mean, you know, I think we got a you know, everyone got a lot of good out of, you know, GoldenEye and Perfect Dark, I think, as a kid. Um, you know, those cruising USA games, racing games were pretty nifty. Got a little bit of mileage out of them, but I don't know if I felt the same way about... I think Vigilante 8 and Hogs of War. Well, those are, I think, the ones I'm going to go with right now, as far as, like, at least multiplayer games that I hold hold dearly to my heart. I think I definitely, like... Like the Tony Hawk games probably a lot more than like I followed that series for a long time mm-hmm. like longer than I probably had any business to because I think it was kind of designed of like oh hey these are cool for when you're a kid and God dude I had them I fucking had I, mean, them. I know I had to have played them like I played the crap out of them man I really really like those like a fucking ridiculous oh amount. Bomberman sixty four was amazing. At a recent LAN party, me and Justin picked up a 64 and, and got a copy of that. We got a copy of the original Smash as well and some other stuff. Because we thought that would be fun to have to do at a party. And Bomberman 64 is fun. It's still pretty fun. It's always good whenever stuff like that holds up. You know, where it's actually like, oh hey, this this wasn't this wasn't a uh, giant waste of time. Uh, Gauntlet Legends is pretty great on the 64 as oh, well. Oh, that was, that, yeah, that was a fun one. Which I also haven't played anytime recently. I tried my damnedest to find an emulator of it. I... I wish for the life of me I could remember what it was called, but there was one on the Dreamcast that I fucking loved, and it was it was a space shooter. It was real similar to, like, Colony Wars. It was along that lines, you know, where you're part of the coalition to fight the evil, blah, da 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 But it was, like, the most interesting, and this is a lot because I was a kid, too, but it had, like, one of the most interesting, like, suck-you-in stories of, like, this matters, you've got to fight your, you know... Fight your way away from it and whatnot. Like, like I mean, we get signal, main screen turn on? Pretty much. How are you, gentlemen? All your base are belong to us? I mean, it was freaking... Oh, someone set us up the bomb. I forgot that. Damn it. It, it was it was <laughs> really, really fucking enjoyable. You know what you're doing. 
And then there was one I always wanted that was like, because I had I had the House of the Dead, but I never had the like whenever I was built, I actually like built the big badass uh, collection backup or whatever. I always wanted the keyboard for the Dreamcast so you could do the typing of the dead, where you type at them and you kill them that way. But like <laughs> by the time I actually like had it again, it was fucking damn near impossible to to get. But that that was one that I. So was it like a typing trainer basically? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it was it was a uh, freaking. It was uh, in the House of the Dead one or two. I think it was in the House of the Dead two, and it was like, yeah, but it was typing of the dead. So like, they zombies would still come at you, and you just have to type them quick enough and kill them. So it, but it was it was kind of it was kind of freaking an awesome idea. I mean, to the point where it's you know, if you're gonna do an educational game, you probably should. You know, you, you should do it in a way like... Which, I guess speaking of that, I heard tell... Now I know so little about this, because I only remember seeing it for a minute, so it's... Borchnagans talks about stuff that we don't actually know anymore, once again. So um, the entire episode, okay. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, there's supposed to be, like, a gritty remake of Oregon Trail, or something like that, which... What? Oregon Trail was pretty kind of... Yeah, which was... I mean, it's, Does you it know, show you dying this, of dysentery? I know, because I was saying, you know, Oregon Trail was pretty gritty. <laughs> as is. Or maybe it's, like, Oregon Trail of the Dead. I don't really remember. But I know that's a thing. I mean, it's done the exact same way as the original one was. I mean, so... There's you that piece of knowledge. Do with it as you will. Because I know there's, like, open-source Oregon Trail and stuff, you know, where people have been like, man, I used to love playing this in school, and they've remade it or whatever. Kind of like the open XCOM that I've mentioned about or will mention about in an episode. But yeah, I, you know, I haven't played Oregon Trail since third grade, but, you know, I always still remember it fondly. Right, and I think that's always kind of cool when you can take something like that and just sort of, like... It's almost transcended pop culture at a point. You know, it's it's, it's like Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's a thing of our generation almost. Like, you know, yeah, we've all played Oregon Trail, and yeah, we loved it. When was the last time we played it? Fucking twenty years ago. Right. But I still remember loving it. And you almost don't want to play because you're afraid it might sell you that memory. One of the ones I remember that I I would know that I could even play it again as a fucking like as even as I don't even think you could get a, get a simulator for it or an emulator or anything for it, but. Before, like, you know, whenever I was a kid, like a little kid, we had, like, an Apple One computer. Like, that was what we had. Like, the green screen, the whole, the whole nine yards, right? And we had all these freaking games on floppy disk, and one of them was, like, Sticky Bears Racing Adventure. I know that. was that. a porno game. <laughs> I know that would not hold up. But, man, would I like to just, like, part of me just wants to play that. Just because that was one of those, like, I I remember being real, like, you know, Sticky Bear and I had some good times together. Oh, God, that's so funny. Star Lancer was the name of that game for Dreamcast. I just found it. Oh, yeah. And apparently I'm not the only one that, like, remembers it extremely fondly. Well, the coolest thing about it was, it, it, I know this is, like, ten minutes after we've talked about it, but the coolest thing about it is, like, you know, it'd update you on this war you're fighting, and it'll be like, oh, yes, the Red Squadron, you know, they fought the Frost Aliens of Bar, And then, like, two battles later, you'd be like, okay, you're gonna join up with the Red Squadron to help them fight, you know, who... It was suffered heavy losses, and so you'd be wind up like fighting with groups of people you just heard about. I mean, it was a super interesting story. It was, it, dude, it was so much fun. Hard ass fucking game, but God, was it fun! Well, I mean, all the old games were hard, were hard ass games. Uh, man, I don't even. Intermission. Do you want to kill this man since we're just fucking off right now? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> and we're back from that n- nostalgia-filled um, digression that you probably didn't hear. That, Actually, you... <laughs> that's right, kids. You know what happens sometimes is you get so deep in memories and emotions, you wind, you wind up talking with your nerdy friend about nerdy things that nerdy kids did at nerdy times in their lives. And next thing you know, you're searching Google, looking at things that bring back memories of other things... You know, and, and you've wasted time and hours, and so that's what just happened here. Yeah, but don't worry. We still haven't finished talking about the stuff on our list that we actually plan to talk for, so you'll get to hear that next time. That's right. We <laughs> purposely pur- purposely going away from our own content for your listening pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Find out interesting things about movies that are being being made live action, or if there are naked pictures of us on the internet, or exactly what it means to defluff or defluff Cody. 
Yeah. So tune. So tune in next week. Next week, our friends. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. <laughs> Nor do I. So, uh, Brewer, do you have any good words to leave the people with for this? You know, to go live nudes, rough cut. You know, manly brawny episode that we've just just recorded. Um. Sure. Um. As the prophet Isaiah once said, um, when he was doing stuff, um, for great justice, take off every zig. Amen. Good God, what are you doing? Put that down. Try something with more protein. I always use bspodcast.us or facebook.com slash board shenanigans or on our iTunes feed. Also, Stitcher. Now, why did I have my top off for this? What's your take on? Do you, do you find knee-high socks sexy or not? I guess really what I'm asking you, do you, do you find 14-year-old Japanese schoolgirls sexy or not? Not really. No. <laughs> now, if I, if, if I ignore that part and, and, and leave that as subtext, what do you, what's your answer? <laughs> well, I know I'm going to alienate a large portion of our audience here, but I think I'm one of the few members of nerd culture fandom that honestly does not find Asian women that terribly attractive. I'm not saying that there aren't attractive Asian women. I'm just saying that it, as I don't buy a rule, find, you know what I'm It's not particularly something that I go for. And now I bring you this week's bonus segment, The Strange Noises of Cody Jeems. <laughs>